five, four, three, two, one. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could become something more. See if they could work together when we needed them to. To fight the battles that we never could. Welcome to the Journey Through Infinity here on the Jenny Position Podcast feed. My name is Jenny, and I'm here with my three handsome co-hosts. How are you guys doing? Hello. Don't call me handsome. I'm pretty. You are pretty. Pretty slash handsome. Yeah. All right. And we've got a pretty good movie mm-hmm. to talk about on this outing, don't we? It's a pretty great movie with a handsome guy in it. A couple of handsome oh, guys. Oh, Absolutely. Not Loki, that's for sure. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um. All right. Well, should we introduce who we actually are? Do we ever, do we ever actually do that on? This no. Show? Uh-uh. No. It's like Y'all are just movies, my groupies. Once, once you're like six in, everyone knows uh, who. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. That's what I can. That's what I assume. Yeah. I don't know. This might be somebody's first episode. It's it's such a well-regarded film. It might be their favorite. All right. They're well. just tuning in for the first time. <laughs> Never know. Well, your you're name done. is Tim Capel. My name is Tim Capel. And then there's Justin. And then there's Scott. Hi. There we go. There we go. See? There we go. Good job. (laughs) We'll get positive feedback now. (laughs) We will. That's all we accept here. Okay? Yeah. Positive feedback. Yeah. No No unproductive comments, please. No. No. Productive only. Productive and constructive only. (laughs) Complimentary, even. Um, anyway, we're moving on to the ninth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is called Captain America, the Winter Soldier from 2014, um, a sequel to Captain America, the first Avenger, obviously. And, um, I think that by this time, everybody was always real hype for these movies. They were, they, there were a lot of lead up. Everybody knew all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff, and there was tons of press and um, PR about it. So, Tim, how hyped were you for this movie? Oh, I was super hyped for this movie. As we all know, Captain America is my guy, my choice, of the sort of three main Avengers, Iron Man, Cap, and Thor. It's always I've always been Team Cap, and... Mm-hmm. Like you said, we're two, de- three deep into the Iron Man film series. Thor got its second installment, which we talked about on our last episode, and now we are getting, at long last, the eagerly anticipated Captain America sequel. Now he is in the present day, uh, going to be continuing to follow his adventures. In a lot of ways, this functions also as a sequel, a more direct sequel, I think, uh, than we saw in Thor, 
or Iron Man 3 to the Avengers because we get a lot of plot development coming out of this film that will impact and sort of set the stage for this phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So big time table setting here. Uh, We are introducing a major character from the comics as well, somewhat recent uh, introduction into the comics, that being the titular, brustular, some would say, uh, Winter Soldier. And he had made his debut in a relaunched Captain America series from like 2005, 2006-ish. So, you know, not even a, a... repurposing of a much, much older character in grand fashion, uh, now making his cinematic debut here. Um, Again, we talked about this is the time period these uh, films largely draw from in terms of their their plots. Um, So, you know, just as the Captain America fanboy I am, I was just geeked to see that. And just uh, wondering, what else are we going to get in this film, like other characters that have been teased that I'm hoping to see, are we going to get any returns? We, you know, we talked about the red skull. Maybe what is his fate? Is that going to be touched on in this movie at all? So well, he's like at that job he's going for, you never well, know. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's between jobs right now, perhaps. <laughs> so, um, Scott, were you reading that. any of the, um, winter soldier? Do you know anything about this character? I knew of the character. I I uh, I didn't. I was kind of reading him, uh, but I I knew of the character, and I I was excited that it was in the that it was going to be uh, in the movie. Uh, like um, like Tim, I'm I'm Team Cap. The one thing I like about the three main. It's funny that you broke it into three, Tim. When you talk about Tony, uh, Cap, and Thor, like all three have a different. They're a different uh, tone. Cap is the military, governmental kind of story. Iron Man's uh, Tony's always the kind of science R and D, discuss you know tone, and Thor is the cosmic, you know sci fi ish kind of tone. So I did like that they all at this point they're all kind of in their own uh, uh, themes, and so uh, I did like the Winter Soldier story. I read it after the fact, so I was a little familiar with it. Um, uh, and I was excited for this one because I knew we were really going to deep dive into uh, Cap's story because uh, obviously you know his first movie was a huge intro, and um, you know with Tony kind of done and or not done but his movies were done and Tony's where he is at this point. It was good to give Cap a, a was you know get back into his story. So I was really excited for this one. But I I, I knew of the Winter Soldier. I mostly read it after like the movie got me i knew that that the story that it was written but i hadn't read it till after the movies but i was excited for it i was excited that they added it so i was i was pumped for this all right justin did this movie get you motivated to get to the gym to watch it during cardio (laughs) uh yes yes it did of course Uh, i was i was excited for it and uh we'll share my thoughts as we go and i've enjoyed cap too i know it was probably the lower end when we did the uh, first Avenger movie, mm-hmm. but I just thought it had kind of a slow spots, and they f- figured out a way to make his movies interesting, and that is to add a bunch of other cool characters <laughs> just around him. Isn't uh, that funny? <laughs> and that's just interesting how it goes, right? His movies <laughs> seem to be more ensemble-based versus yes. the standalones for the others, so it's interesting how it goes, but he's also 
arguably the one most tied into regular life as part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Thor's out in Asgard. Tony is kind of doing Tony things. He's in and out. Uh, you know, Hulk is either MIA or, you know, Bruce Banner wants nothing to do with it. So Cap is really the one on the ground working with S.H.I.E.L.D. So it kind of makes sense that his stories are more S.H.I.E.L.D. based. Mm, that's true. Um, speaking of the ensemble cast, we have Scarlett Johansson, um, of course, coming back. And Anthony Mackie, another debut. Uh, Welcome Sebastian, aboard. Yeah, yes. Sebastian Stan and uh, Robert Redford, of course. Mm, how um, about that? Yeah. yeah, a very serious, very dramatic actor in a comic book movie. What? More of that happening. And, of course, Samuel L. Jackson as Fury returning. Um, any surprise casting there? Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie? I do wonder, and this is something we can get into as we kind of progress and and reveal our thoughts on this movie, is Sebastian Stan is, of course, reprising his role uh, as Bucky from Captain America, the first Avenger, mm-hmm where we are very much led to believe he died. Uh-huh. Uh, and for years and years, the Bucky character was dead. That was the joke in comics, was the only characters that are allowed to stay dead are Bucky and Uncle Ben. And that was true for God knows how many decades. And, well, it turns out, Bucky doesn't have to stay dead. <laughs> and they got a pretty good story out of it. So they threw that out the window. He's back for this movie. Uh, we know... The Winter Soldier is going to be a big part of this. So, I mean, if you have any familiarity with the character or with the comics, like, that reveal is not going to be a reveal to you. Mm -hmm. So that's where I want to get into Justin's thoughts a little bit. But let's perhaps not get ahead of ourselves um, there. So, uh, yeah, he is back. Uh, We get, uh, well, um, how about... Haley Atwell again, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, not the most um, feel-good scene, certainly. No, kind of a rough scene, actually. Yeah, yeah. And from what I understand was going to be a scene in The Avengers, but got cut just due to time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they, they had actually filmed it or not, but um, there was going to be a... a Steve Peggy scene like that in Avengers. From oh, well, this works way better, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. in his own movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and uh, did we mention Colby's smol- Smolders? Yeah. As Maria Hill. Yeah. Um, she had a smaller role in the Avengers, and she's stepping it up here a little bit, which is kind of nice to see. Yeah, it is. I mean, not that she's a major character, but she gets a little shine here. <clears throat> Um, is it just me, or does Chris Evans look, like, even bigger than he did in the first Avenger? Yeah, kind of with you there. He's got modern, uh, you know, eating and working out now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, he's quite large. Yeah, he's definitely, uh, insinuating that that he's on the gas, maybe? Uh, Oh, uh, that's not for me to say, (laughs) quite frankly. Well, I mean, technically, wasn't he? He was injected with something, so I guess it. <laughs> I guess it kind of counts yes. in a roundabout way, except it was, you know, government. It was uh, just rehabbing an elbow injury. That's, <laughs> that's all it is, yeah. yeah. Tommy John surgery. Um, uh, I, I wanted to get into casting injury. quick, 
of what you were talking about casting, I want to, I, and this is one of the few knocks that I have on this movie, very few. I was not the biggest fan of Robert Redford uh, really? in that role. Yeah, I, I think that, I'm not a big Robert Redford fan to begin with. I mean, I've seen a ton of his movies. Um, uh, I just thought that he was too overwhelming for that role. Um, I, I would have ex- I would have been happy with somebody maybe a notch below that wouldn't overwhelm the the bad guys per se. Maybe that was the point, but he didn't do that much for me. Having said that, uh, I love Kobe Smulders' role. I thought she was awesome. Um, can we talk about Sebastian Stan for a minute because he's kind of he's 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 to Steve what Tom Hiddleston is to Thor. So are we acknowledging that? If we're comparing second characters, is JR is he a thumbs up or a thumbs down, or is he also in that is low Winter level? Soldier hot? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Is is he is he is it Winter Soldier greater than or less than Loki? Is the greater question. than. He's an attractive man. Uh, even though I'm not uh, fully into the hair, uh, I will. I like the take, hair. I'll take Bucky. It's okay. Okay. But uh, I like. I like Anything he looks, cool to Looks wise, I, I think mm. I'll go. Sebastian Stan also uh-huh. um not tremendously not like exponentially more so but yeah um I think he now, looks weird with short hair he looks better with long hair I don't I don't know I have a long I have a hard time with long hair <laughs> generally so um he's also a much more difficult character to sexualize yeah true <laughs> um, that metal arm, I yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Uh, it, yeah, so he's here. Uh, also, I, I don't know why the looks conversation got me on this, but uh, Frank Grillo as Rumlo, a Shield agent, and again, this is a, a little nod to the comics. Uh, very different backstory for this character, but um, much like. And Captain America's classic rogues gallery, he will go on to become Crossbones. So that was a, a little setup I was looking for during this oh, movie, okay. too. okay. Cool. All right, well... And I don't think that's a spoiler. Everybody's seen these damn movies. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I have a note here, too, in my uh, notes. It says something like a new Hawkeye. So I don't know if I didn't recognize Jeremy Renner in the other movie or what. Um, the new odd, Hawkeye. Like, I was looking on my phone at the gym, you know, so there's a chance that it didn't recognize and maybe it looks slightly different here, but I, I didn't go back to correct the door. I just left it there. So maybe that's <laughs> So you were thinking he was, he was a recast Hawkeye at first. I think I did based on those. Okay. Notes, yeah. It is a kind of Hawkeye type character, just a random shield agent, kind of snarky <laughs> attitude, attitudinal. No, but it's Hawkeye in this one or no? No. no, he's not. Mm-mm. Okay, yeah, so I guess I thought that was him. I don't know. Because <laughs> you feel like anytime you see Scarlet, you're going to see him. They kind of seem to go... I guess. Yeah, that's, 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 that's fair. That triggered me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that makes sense. That makes sense. He is in the next one, so... Yeah. You're not totally out in left field. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think, for me, one of the things that sets this movie apart is the action set pieces. Like... They are the highest quality in the whole MCU for me. Um, hand-to-hand combat is amazing in this movie. The chase scenes, the special effects, the practical effects, it's all just amazing. 
and um, they start off with like a huge like action piece where he jumps off the plane and all that shit and Mm -hmm. um, goes down to the um, pirate ship to rescue these guys and um, gets in like tons of (laughs) fights that are just amazing right in the beginning of the movie and it really sets the scene for all of the awesome awesome stuff they got coming up that's funny nice little little showcase there for one Georges Mm Saint-Pierre as Georges Batroc the French savate master form of kickboxing. <laughs> and this is cool because type of thing that fans of these movies have been sort of clamoring for and wanting to see, which is the hero go up against sort of a, a B or C list level villain for them. Just, just to kind of establish um, in a cool fight scene, what they can do and it against a character who's not going to be able to carry like the whole plot of the film on their back just right, right. have them in there and get it done um have them be sort of a jobber to the stars uh and it works really great and i i thought the casting was was perfect there for that character really good stuff and again that amazing hand-to-hand fight choreo fight choreography you don't get a lot of the shaky cam bullshit it's not uh-huh. hard to follow it's you know the action is right there and and i would agree the best we have seen in this series to date yeah it's glad you mentioned that too because i I did have a note here that cap i think this is why i like him a lot too he's the most like daredevil in the Mm -hmm. netflix marvel um he's kind of an old soul right he's got this like code he he stands by where his is you know american soldier whereas daredevil's is you know catholic boy catholic guilt (laughs) um but they also have the same like cool fighting style a lot of hand-to-hand uh, you know, throws and strikes mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, where it's not always yeah. weapon based or superpower based. Uh, you know, he's obviously super strong because of superpower, but it's presented in a way that's more uh, realistic and basic and grounded. And they both have their little code that they go by. So it's, I, I thought it was a comparison that jumped out at me during these early fight scenes. He deliberately makes the point of laying his shield down to take on Batrock. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was a nice little touch. It is quite violent, it's like though. Laid down his eyes to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a very violent movie. There's, uh, I mean, people get shot, people yeah. get blown up, people get. Stabbed. Yeah, I mean, it's quite violent, but and but so well done, though. I, I did like. Um... Uh, Nat grilling Cap during the fight, but his love life, like as they're being yes. the people. Yes. About it. That was good. I enjoyed that too. <laughs> and we've had a lot of teases with her, right? I mean, you know, you got Banner in there, and now uh, her and Cap have some strong chemistry too. You kind of wait for the will they, won't they, and mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of do the old "Oh, you're dating anyone?" You know, when they're obviously kind of interested in each other. So yeah, kind of a through line in this one. And there's the running joke about her trying to set him up with people in the agency, I guess, because now he is fully just a shield agent mm-hmm. uh, in the wake of the Avengers. He's basically, you know, her coworker. <laughs> she's been in shield for God knows how long. And now uh, he's taking missions. So they're just friends at work, basically. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed that kind of sit commie, mm-hmm. you know, camaraderie that they have. Um, this like moonlighting. Should, yeah. We, <laughs> we should mention this is, of hmm. course they never Great get together reference. and blow it. Like, <laughs> Moonlighting. <laughs> uh, directed by 
co-directed by the Russo brothers, Joe and Anthony Russo. So the swerve, first, bro. First There's first the swerve. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right on brand. The brand. The brand. <laughs> they never got together, bro. Um, and uh, screenplay, Christopher M- Marcus, Stephen McFeely. Those are always hard names for me to say, but... <laughs> We get it done. Um, yeah, these are names we're going to become very familiar with as the Marvel Cinematic Universe progresses. Uh, again, we mentioned this is one of the more acclaimed film, and, well, you sort of see behind the scenes uh, some of the makings of that greatness, perhaps. And there's a lot of plot here. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a dense mm-hmm. movie. Um, lots of moving parts. And but it's well paced, you know. You there's not many slow parts, and it, it clips along. Um, I don't know how how deep we want to get into <laughs> the actual sure. story because it's a lot. It it is a lot, um, and it's funny because again we talk about it's the Winter Soldier. He's this mer- major character, and he's kind of the winter soldier a bit of a cipher in this movie itself like he's sort of a glorified henchman right he's not really driving he's the a plot weapon. he's yeah he's a weapon he's being used by primarily i mean the big bad of this movie is is robert redford mm-hmm. as we and i i thought he was really great here actually I um I, I don't have complex robert redford feelings um i just thought it was neat to see him in a superhero movie Mm -hmm. and taking it pretty seriously. I mean, he's playing it straight here. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is one of the last films he did, which is just kind of wild to me. Oh, I didn't Uh, know that. Yeah, but good. Well, so far anyway. Yeah. Um, Never know when he might come out of retirement. And this, uh, you know, thematically it is meant to borrow from, some of these very conspiratorial, political, thriller-type films of the 70s. Uh, You think of Three Days of the Condor or All the President's Men. Both Robert Redford in them. Maybe that's why they had him in the movie. Yeah. Because he he fits. I mean, I could see that. Because you just named two Robert Redford movies, both exceptional films, too. And I think uh, they thought of him and were like, well, let's try to get him. Right, yeah. He's not going to do it. And he said yes. So it's like, oh. Well, that Marvel money, though. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't think he's broke. <laughs> Still. But I guess it doesn't hurt to get an extra check, though. What was his last movie? That's a good question. I think it was Dial M. Dial M for Monkey, I believe. <laughs> Him and Macho Man. <laughs> wow. Oh, he's 83. Holy shit. Which means he was 70... Six when he did this one. Wow, he looks it. I mean, I'm saying. I mean, he looks old. Oh no, he definitely is. That's. I mean, that's prime presidential age right there. He could be Mm, running young, Mm. (laughs) running for president right now. All right, so I think the basic crux of the movie is that. Oh God, I can't even sum that up. But okay, it's like privacy uh, versus security, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's introducing the character of Captain America, of Steve Rogers, into this very shades of gray, bro, mm-hmm. type of world. Uh, because he's a very black and white sort of character in terms of his, his values um, and just the way he sees things. And 
he's only existed in the you know 21st century here for gosh a couple of years i guess i think mm-hmm. this it says it takes place like two years after the events of the avengers where he was basically just thought out so i mean this is a lot for him to process and this he is a world a, he also makes a new friend in the beginning which we didn't mention um where he's running around oh, yeah. the park runs mm-hmm. into a sam becomes friends with him yep. on your left on your yeah, which will become quite the iconic line. Yeah, yep. we meet Sam early on, and and this is I mean this is kind of cool too because that's where we see his list of things that yes. he needs to he's been meaning to get around to. Right? Did you have a favorite item on Cap's list? Ah, uh, no, I didn't. I think he had Star Wars on there, Star Trek. Uh. Nirvana was one of them. <laughs> Oddly enough, it was just right. I, I feel like they changed it for different countries too. Just kind of the pop culture references that would sort of like in Germany it was David Hasselhoff. Yeah, <laughs> scat porn. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that was on another page. He had a he had a dedicated page for porn. I'm sure. Right. Well, speaking of porn, Tim, do you, do you think uh, Captain America pleasures himself? Or does it not? Um, I I posit that he's in a constant state of orgasm, so he doesn't need to. A constant state? Is that a side effect of the super soldier serum? Yes. It puts it places him in a constant state of orgasm. Okay. Um, So did he? Was he someone who would pleasure himself uh, pre super soldier serum? I mean, he wasn't getting a lot of dates. Remember. Oh, beforehand, yeah. And then yeah. he got the serum and slept for 75 years or whatever. <laughs> realized, no longer has a need to. I don't need to do that anymore. I'm all set. Okay. I feel good. good Until day. he sees Peggy, which I thought was a good uh, scene here where he's going around the museum looking at the exhibit. I thought that was a real touching scene. Mm-hmm. Kind of seeing his old crew and all that. And uh, we found out Peggy's alive, so that was kind of cool. It gives him a small piece of mm-hmm. history. So I, I liked that twist there. And there is the line after he and uh, <laughs> uh, Natasha kiss, which was not a, a real kiss, but it seemed they both sort of enjoyed it mm-hmm. um, and, and indulged in the moment uh, to throw S.H.I.E.L.D. off their trail. And she asks him, she's, again, this sort of playful banter that they have, was that your first kiss in 75 years or whatever? And he, he says something like, um, I, I, I'm... I'm a hundred years old, but I'm not, not dead. dead. Yeah, I'm yeah. ninety-five, but I'm not dead. I'm ninety-five, but I'm not dead. Yeah. So I, it seems like he's—I don't know—he's—he's throwing it in something, I guess. <laughs> I feel like he has conservative tastes too. Yeah. You might have discovered Tinder during this time. Um, Christian mingle, maybe. Mm. It was just an interesting line that implied that he. Um, he is getting around, apparently. He should be. Good God. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, we're not even talking about the movie. So, I know. Um, so, basically, what, what we have here is an infiltration of S.H.I.E.L.D. by who will be revealed over the course of the movie to be HYDRA, the kind of Nazi-esque uh, 
criminal organization from Captain America, the first Avenger. So bringing them back into the present day, they've been uh, sowing seeds of discord and distrust uh, for decades, basically the whole period of time Cap was out of commission. Um, We learned that Arnim Zola, who was the Red Skull's flunky, the chief scientist of Hydra, his brain has been preserved. <laughs> in a pretty cool scene, he is. Uh, Wouldn't it be cool if they had him next to like next to Ted Williams head? <laughs> <laughs> On this very archaic technology, right? How about that? It's just. Did you I think it was a reach to make him? I guess he was presented as kind of the the mind behind everything. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you think if for you guys was he always kind of a main driving character, or did they go off the course with this? making him basically the mastermind man all the shit. That was another comics thing for me, right? So I'm familiar with the character, so I'm like, well, that I'm glad that they did that. Um, He is a pretty major uh, villain for Cap, and, I mean, he's presented in a very different form (laughs) um, as a comics character, but I'm like, yeah, that, that works for me, but... At the same time, I'm like, I don't know that they they did a lot of work or the best job of setting him up in that first movie as, like, a major character, you know? Yeah, I would have never right. expected to see him again. Right. Especially his disembodied mind. Yeah, voice. <laughs> yeah, computer. It, that was a little bit, like... And, and it feels, in some ways, at odds with the rest of the movie, which... Mm is a I mean a little bit more grounded let's not go crazy um right. <laughs> I think people go a little bit overboard and saying well really it's a it's a political thriller it's a spy movie it's not a superhero it's a superhero movie come on <laughs> um <laughs> settle down uh and I think it's more like a maybe more in the vein of, of like a, a Daniel Craig Bond film or a mm. or a Jason Bourne type film than Really and truly, one of those old Robert De Niro, or Robert De Niro, Robert, <laughs> Robert <Maybe> parents, <laughs> maybe a hybrid, a hybrid in those. Yeah. Um. Okay, yeah, so like raging bull. How about yeah. that? <laughs> so Shield has made these giant. Uh, what are they called? The helipads. The helicarriers. Heli- yes. Helicarriers. Yep. Which Three of them. Awesome. In Mm-hmm. And they are going to. They have the computer has written an algorithm that will uh, target like twenty million people, and then they will use the helicarriers to murder twenty million people as yeah. a sacrifice to the whatever he said seven billion people on the again planet. superhero movie. Right. <laughs> this is this is a very like this is not a grounded plot element right. at all. Um, kind of mini Thanos. You're right. Yeah, that's that's a lot right there. And uh yeah, behind it all is Hydra as these uh infiltrators which Alexander Pierce is heading up. He's sort of um kind of acting like he plays second fiddle to director Fury, but really he's the guy pulling all the strings. Mm-hmm. And that works pretty well. We uh get a fake out too in the course of this. The after the great uh, car chase scene through Washington, D.C. that mm-hmm. you had mentioned, Jenny. It, it looks like 
uh, Fury has been gravely injured, and he turns over this critical information to Cap, the uh, everything he has on what's known as Project Insight, these people of interest who are going to be targeted by S.H.I.E.L.D. slash HYDRA, and then dies, succumbs to his wounds. Uh, did you buy that fake-out, Justin? Uh, I figured not. Um, I haven't seen enough superhero stuff now between the Netflix and this. I figured yeah. something was up. But it also wouldn't have shocked me if he did die, because I know they're not shy of doing that stuff. Um, <laughs> so if it was going to be a transition period uh, with Hydra infiltrating and maybe S.H.I.E.L.D.'s being done... You know, if it's getting eaten up from the inside. So it wouldn't have shocked me, per se. But I think I was kind of on to it um, with him not going. But uh, the whole thing was great. I love the car chase, the shootout. His, him escaping underground was really cool. Yeah. Um, I thought that was awesome. And I actually liked the venue change of going to D.C., getting away from New York and kind of the other you know big yeah. areas we're, we're used to seeing. It was, it was a nice change of pace, a different area. And I thought they did Fury get a shot really well done. And the swerve, too, with the nurse neighbor, obviously not being a nurse, I thought that was good, too. So I thought all of this was really well played out, uh, building to Fury getting shot. It didn't just come out of nowhere. It was a really good chase scene, a really good fight. It showed that Fury's resourceful. He's got his contacts and knows what he's doing. And it leads to a a good spot. What do you think, Scott? I, uh, I wasn't... I mean, I obviously... I didn't fall for it, but it was good drama for the movie. Um, the car, se- the chase scene was good. I agree with Jr. that that DC was a good uh, venue change. Uh, New York had to be rebuilt, so you don't want to really go back there for a few movies, I suppose. While they're putting it back together, and even though it's been a couple of years uh, in the timeline, um, I-, I do want to go back to a point that Tim made uh, about how. This is not. This is a superhero movie. It is a superhero movie, but even Feige, if I remember, kind of alluded to the fact that he wanted Cap's movies to have a theme with a superhero kind of blanket on it. Mm-hmm. Like, like First Avenger was a war movie, was an old school World War II movie, like you know, like John Wayne type, with a superhero kind of blanket. And this was very political thrillerish. Um, and it's not taking away from the identity of the movie by any stretch, but uh, obviously Cap's Cap as a superhero is more in tune with this um, than what would be a Tony movie or Thor or anybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's definitely it definitely wears the jacket of a of a Three Days of the Condor and all this paranoia and because paranoia is huge in this because uh, like the scene in the elevator is awesome. It's it's one of my favorite scenes of the whole franchise. Where he's kind of standing there and he's like, "Yeah, I'm about to get fucked here." Yeah, it's a great. Scene. <laughs> you know, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yep. he's like, "Look, he's like, yeah, shit's going down right now." All right, I'm ready. Like he knew it, and um, I mean, yes, the the basis of it is is Hydra is taking over everything and they're kind of infiltrated the infiltrating. Um, you kind of knew Robert Redford had something going on here. Um, you weren't quite sure whether he was the face of it or not. Uh, but that seemed to be the the thing as the movie progressed. It it was a little slow in the middle. I think when they were going to Jersey and finding the mm-hmm. thing, and so there, mm-hmm. there was a little bit of a of a slow patch. I agree with Jenny though. Overall, the pacing for a political for for a movie like that, a 
a thriller where the story is building. It's not as uh, immediate gratification as maybe other um, of the other earlier films were. The pacing was very good. There was a little a little slowness in the middle, but not that bad. Um, but I, I it's been did a like, long stretch with the characters like out of costume. And there's yes. nothing wrong with that, but it's it's this deep into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You're sort of like maybe expecting more capes and tights and spandex and everything. Right. And I and I and I knew we were eventually going to get to the to the Falcon, and and I was because I I mean those comics I definitely read when I was a kid, and I remember I remember uh, uh, Zola back to. Uh, well, let's see, when did Jack start writing him? 70, late 70s, 70s right? 77, yeah. 78. So I remember him, you know, with his face in his chest and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So he, camera uh, on his head. Yeah, so, yeah, no. I don't know. If, I'm glad they didn't try that because that would have looked fucking stupid. <laughs> <It's been insane. laughs> For his head's, like, looking out the chest. Yeah, I'm glad they got rid of that. But, um, but yeah, I, the, 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 the pacing of giving the, the – particularly someone like, like JR who doesn't really know the backstory – to give it a good a chance to kind of build and and wrap your head around it and, and understand what the situation is because like Jenny said it is very layered with a baseline being hydras everywhere. Um, so I I I loved the Russos pacing of it uh, where they gave you a chance to. It's a double edged sword because yes there were times where it did go a little slow out of costume. Having said that, this is a very dense that's a good that's a good word to put dense story that you needed time to kind of wrap your head around if you aren't familiar and even if you are you still need to wrap your head around a little bit so uh on the one hand maybe there were times where the pacing was a little slow but at the same time you needed this wasn't a simple you know this wasn't tony where you know throw shit together and 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 um his emotions are easy to 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 kind of wrap your head around Whereas this was a very layered kind of espionage-ish kind of thing where you want to make sure you know what's going on and wh- why why is Cap the enemy and it makes no sense and that kind of thing. So, I, well, I did a character informing plot and plot informing character at the same right. time. Right, with yeah. amazing action. I mean, and yes. very little yeah. slow spots. Yes. yes. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, I, I will say that for the comic geeks... Uh, it, it is good that they didn't have Zola come out of the bunker with a fucking chest face and <laughs> fucking little head sticking. I'm glad they kind of went with a more kind of modern thinking on him than his little chest face and all that nonsense. That would have looked kind of stupid, but it looked good for Jack Kirby in the seventies, but it would have been, it would look a little strange in this movie, but um, yeah, no, I, the, 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 the chasing was good. I do like DC as the backdrop uh, to get away from uh, while New York still rebuilding, even after two years, they mention it a ton. Um. Yeah. No, I definitely enjoyed that that part of it. Well, speaking of the density of the plot, we uh, should probably get into the Winter Soldier himself, Bucky. And again, uh, we get that great sort of hand to hand fight scene, the the highway um, fight, as it's pretty much come to be known, right? Uh, with Cap and Natasha. Uh, against the Winter Soldier, and and she's sort of bringing him up to speed as much as she can, and alluding to a past encounter she's had with this figure, and she doesn't know much about him, very enigmatic, and uh, come to learn that it is Bucky, um, not dead after all, but having gotten some 
enhancements and put on ice, brainwashed, and they basically take him out of deep freeze when he's needed. Um, as he has, as has happened a few times over the however many years, they've, and, they've uh, used him to shape political things and religious right. world events. Um, so he's real fucked up <laughs> from all yeah. the freezing and the killing and the brainwashing. Yeah, and doesn't have a. I mean, it is the character and how he's written, but doesn't really have much in the way of a personality in this movie a blank slate yeah just killing very machine. much a blank slate and i i'm sort of of two minds with that i i don't know some of this makes me think maybe the actor still could have made different choices and played it better but hmm. the way it comes across is is still like kind of what you would expect for for what's written you know mm-hmm. um, so i'm sort of like is it is it the actor or is it the role like i'm not sure what turns me off a little bit but i i did find the character to be just kind of wouldn't like i think he's the least interesting part of this movie honestly <laughs> the, the relationship that he has with cap that's pretty important like mm-hmm. That's it plays you, out better in the in future stuff. It does, yeah. Like you can hang your hat on that, but in this, it's it's sort of um, no. I, I like Cap sort of pursuing this this infiltration plot and uh-huh. learning that the world is not as simple as maybe he thinks it used to be, um, and coming to grips with that, and you know, being faced with his past in the form of his his old best friend. Sure, but you take away like you get down to like what's the conflict between them well it's that this guy is pretty much a zombie <laughs> so yeah um, you can't really sink your teeth into that so much as a as a conflict well um it gives you a place to start though with the growth mm-hmm. of his character um because he is supposed to be kind of wooden like you said he's and kind of yeah. blank so there i mean yeah, he's basically just a robot or a machine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. the story so just, is trying to figure out is Bucky still in there or is Cap going to have right. to take him out? Right. Is it not really Bucky? It's just this machine that has to be destroyed. Right. Or is there somewhere deep inside is Bucky alive in the in there? Do you think that the Winter Soldier jerks off with his metal arm? <laughs> no, they don't allow it. They've wiped his memory. The, yeah, the but what if it gets out of control and, ooh, or, you know? Mm-hmm. No, the answer is no. Okay. Seems, no seems like what a waste. But... What if it locks yeah. up on it? You know, sometimes that thing might... <laughs> like the Tin or Man? Closes to, or closes yeah. to like a Tin Man. Got oil. Yeah. Kind of oil up. <laughs> Lube. So I like the, the fight the in the scene of the elevator was really cool with the uh, reveal of Hydra. Super uh, cool. When we find out they killed the Starks, that, that was a really good moment. Um, and it obviously leads to much bigger implications later. Uh, but the way they reveal it uh, and the, the role the Starks have played throughout the whole MCU uh-huh. and the way it's threaded through and finding out that they took them out is, I, I thought that was a good piece of this movie and it makes it, you know, this is a, we've talked about kind of throwaway movies and crux movies, like for a story that's not Avengers based, it's Cap, there's a lot here that threads us through the future of the movie. Oh, yes. Well, we don't actually see that in this movie, but we hear it about, is, yeah, um, alluded to on the when they're in the bunker um learning about zola that's one of the that's where cap learns about it yeah. um supposedly with the all the 
newspaper articles and shit that are mm-hmm. flying on the screen. Yeah, yeah, we hear. Um, so yeah, that is that's something that is going to get majorly paid off, mm-hmm. um, and again is going to lead to better things for the Winter Soldier slash Bucky, um, just as more of a character than he is here. Which uh, fight scene was your favorite, Tim? Mm. God, that's... Uh, I gotta go elevator. Elevator, yeah. It just felt very, like, shit's about to go down. So, but I I just love him whipping everybody's ass. Yes. (laughs) One-handed most of the time. One-handed for the most part. Yeah, uh, I'm a sucker for that. What about you, Justin? We haven't gotten to mine yet. Okay. Scott? Um, well, yeah, I'd like to, uh, we haven't gotten to that part okay. of the movie yet All either. Right. So, well, Get us there, then. Y'all tell us what it is. All right, so uh, we are going to... Now, this is another part that's sort of... I don't know. Like, it's Cap, it's Natasha, it's... Uh, we, we reconvene with uh, n- the not-so-dead Colonel Fury and Maria Hill... Uh, but Cap has a friend, and that friend is Sam Wilson, who we talked about him meeting in the very first scene of the movie, mm-hmm. on your left scene. Uh, they have great chemistry, by the way. I am, I actually ship, uh, uh, Steve Falcon, not Steve Bucky, mm, uh, for the record. That's where we differ. Uh, um, anyway, uh, this friend, Sam Wilson, just so happens to be in possession of... Mm-hmm. Um, like an experimental jet pack with wings on it, and you're I like, thought, I, I thought this was lazy that we don't find I out how too. they stole it. Or I absolutely it. agree. He just has it. Like, <laughs> like, just, that's it. And he so just happens to be. We don't ask about Cap's it. Just one it. good friend. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Too convenient for me. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't hurt the movie for me much, but it was just. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I, I deducted points for that. It is a. A nitpicky thing. Is but it a deleted scene or anything? I don't think it well, is. Maybe they wiped like uh, Bucky's mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it is, they shouldn't have deleted it because um, <laughs> it's just a little too convenient, right? There's, it felt a little lazy. There's ways that they could have smoothed that over, like have it to where like maybe Fury was pulling the strings or something and made sure that these two. You know, hey, you don't up. know that he wasn't. Maybe well, he I needed was. them to at least allude to it to get the <laughs> movie points for that. <laughs> um, I just just assume they could have. Uh, that's a big assumption. If they know, they got to give me something. They got to give me something. There's just better ways they could have done that. Yeah, I think it. You know, we've we've kind of had that one scene in each movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could have used just a little bit more explanation. I think that was this movie's... Some more connective tissue, if you will. Yeah, we didn't need a whole heist. No, set, no, right? no. We didn't need to see... But, hey, you know, it was in the thing. I saw it. I grabbed mm-hmm. it and hold it on to it for this. You know, g- give us something more than, hey, <laughs> look at these magic wings I have. Now I can <laughs> yeah. or, or have it to where, like, hey, I'm uh, I'm kind of a fan of yours. Um, you know, I I think um, I might be cut out for this line of work kind of thing. Right. It's like, hey, I actually knew you were that day you were jogging, and uh, I cruised you, and I was going to ask you out, but <laughs> I decided 
I was going to be a superhero a instead. Cool in the back. Um, they should have, uh, you know, there's a golden opportunity there for a Red Bull joke. Um, you know, I go wings. I drank a Red Bull. Mm-hmm. A little promotional tie-in. Yeah, turn that money down. Mm-hmm. Mm. Again, we've already thought of a few different ways they very, very easily could have um, made that just a little less of a total coincidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just so... Anyway, yeah. he's very helpful for the rest of the movie, so it's, it's yes, kind of okay. Well, yeah, shit disappears for him. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I did like a lot is how they really strung out the Pierce reveal. Mm-hmm. They did a nice job making you wonder the whole time, like, all right, you keep kind of keep waiting for the turn, and it kept getting delayed, and you're like, okay, well, maybe maybe it's a fake-out. Maybe he really maybe is a good guy, guy. Yeah. and someone else will be the heel, and then they do the reveal. So, like, I thought it was really good. They really strung it out as long as they could um, <clears throat> to get there. I like that nerdy Hydra agent getting thrown off the roof. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. They, and then they save him, and then he just sings like a canary, just gives up all the secrets. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was good. Um, but, and I like overall Cap with that um helping him kind of navigate the modern era it, it was shrewd to pair him up because you know we talked about it back in the first avenger where it's like how does cap all of a sudden know how to be cap and all the shit um it would have been like that now like how does cap just know how to navigate all this tech and everything he's only been here so it's good to have yeah. Natasha with him um kind of walking him through the whole process as he gets up to speed also like that she's in a cap movie now and not another iron man movie. Mm-hmm. And this is something I think I talked about during our iron man two episode. Like I got the impression she just really on a personal level, dislike Tony Stark just does not enjoy <laughs> being around him like at all. And she meets cap and she's like, Oh, this is a pretty cool dude. I don't mind working with him. And you can see like, there's the friendship between the two of them that developed and you really didn't get with with her and Tony. Like it was, it, it was like such a bad fit the two of them. It, but it was sort of to the movie's credit that they didn't try to, you know, force it and, mm-hmm. and make her more of a Iron Man supporting character just because she was in the one movie. You know, she's really good in this too. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of indeed, um, like kind of intense scenes for her. Um, uh, kind of alludes to her backstory a lot more too than we've heard um and then like you said their chemistry is kind of amazing um yeah. kind of wanted them to keep making out um but they decided yeah, like just a few to be people friends. thought that way yeah, yeah i think so and i'm not sure that the filmmakers necessarily expected them to have that kind of chemistry either hmm. uh, although did they do a movie together what was the um Oh, early in Chris Evans' career, right? Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to check that. All right. Okay, good. I was going to, but thanks for doing it. Um, on a side note, we were talking about uh, things that, if, if if I can bring this up, because this, in my opinion, needs just as much explanation as how Sam got these this tech. Um, Emily Van Camp's character, her last name's Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they're not? She's what is she? Peggy's daughter niece. or niece. niece? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yep. That was alluded to. 
great I'm niece. To remember where I, in the movie it was. It's in the. Um, isn't it one of the future ones? They really play it. Yeah. Up? She has a line that she she uh, can't go out with him because she's going to be on the phone with her aunt all night or something. No, she's like uh, he catches her on the phone in the hallway, and then huh. she hangs up and says, "My aunt can't sleep." Or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I, I that that slipped my mind. All right. And I think there's a movie upcoming where it's made. It's Civil obvious. War. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's awesome, by the way. I think I think Emily Van Camp is great in this. I like her. I, I like that score. choice. The perfect score was a 2004 teen comedy heist film that Chris Evans and Scarlett yeah. Johansson were. I don't know that I've seen that. It looks vaguely familiar. Anyway, great chemistry from a. From a forgettable movie ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are. But I agree with uh, I agree with Jenny. I think they should have gone because when they get into the whole thing with Bruce, I feel like that's more forced than mm-hmm. than uh, like I just I just watched a future uh, MCU film uh, the other day, and they reallude to it, and it just felt forced. So I actually would ship the Steve Scarlet or the you know. Steve okay. Natasha thing. I yeah. have to agree with that. I have to agree with that. That seemed more natural. So our climax is uh, this mm. big all-out assault on S.H.I.E.L.D. and the helicarrier. We get to see Sam, now the Falcon, officially, I guess, in action. He's pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, I don't love the way that they kind of introduced him as a character, but once he arrives, like, it's... I could go without the goggles. You could really? go without the dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like he's going for a swim. <laughs> yeah, but he's going. He's flying so fast with the wind in his face. I mean, he he wouldn't be able to see. Well, if they look cooler, I don't know. They just look cooler goggles. Like he's going to the lake or something, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Looks like the kid in What About Bob that's trying to learn how to swim. <laughs> the kid in What About Bob. What's this reference? <laughs> We're we're really going down a rabbit hole of mediocrity. With listen, this is my fight though. Uh, The street fight with with Bucky is awesome. Uh, It's real sick. But they throw the Hydra guy out of the car into the traffic was fucking insane. When he just reaches in and chucks him. Um, You know, I I thought this was a good show for Black Widow. She's fighting smart. Cap, it's a perfect Kinsasha against the car. (laughs) Um, This is all. Just, just a really, really good fight scene. This is my highlight of the movie, and I think it really makes this movie. Oh, he hits a German suplex too. At mm-hmm. One point. Yes, that's what he's been doing the last couple of years. Watching NXT, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. Takes all these, all these Hydra guys to Suplex City. <laughs> yeah, but he keeps kicking out of the finishers, and he keeps going. Well, yeah, that's why I love it so much. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the 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 helicarriers, the everything about this. I mean. You were talking about uh, Jenny about set pieces and stuff and set. They everything is so big mm-hmm. in, at the end. I mean, those fucking carriers are like. I mean, they're bigger than they're practically as big as like star destroyers. I mean, they're yeah, huge. they're giant. They're huge, and the camera angles and the shooting of that 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 last like thirty minutes is amazing. Amazing shooting, like you know, trying to capture Cap running up and down these ships, and then him and Bucky fighting, and just like uh, the camera work and just the general editing and stuff of that last half hour is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the best so far. Um, maybe the first two Tonys 
uh, come close to it. But uh, it's amazing trying to put on because it's very frenetic. It's very fast. Mm -hmm. So trying to keep the pace in that in that it was not uh, clearly not easy. But kudos to the Russo brothers and the editors for for having a way to tell that story and and getting back to Bucky and and Steve battling and then the, the, the ships and it just, and the drama building of, you know, Nick's return and him taking out Pierce and a lot of shit's going on in those last 30 minutes. Yeah. And it is. it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So well put together. Yeah. I, I thought the reveal too, with Bucky where you finally piece it together and figure it out uh, and, and what his role is and Pierce is slapping him with Savage. <laughs> it was like yeah. so demeaning yeah. um, and really well delivered. That, that was one of the highlights of the movie. Um, and I thought, you know, even though it was obvious, we talked about it. I thought Fury's return was compelling. They did it. They did yeah. a really nice job yeah, telling did. his return, even though we we knew it was likely coming. They still play it. You know, it's the old Steve Austin winning the Royal Rumble, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. it was obvious he was winning it, but they did it well and they did the right thing. Um, also, why are the Hydra doctors dressed like, like 1980s WWF referees? They have like the <laughs> they have bow ties with the bow ties. Yes, you know, right? I noticed that too. They oh, all had there to fucking come out. Super blue, yeah. super blue shirts. <laughs> I'm not sure I noticed that, but um, now you can't not notice it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look for that on, on repeated viewings. Uh, I I liked um that uh, Natasha. I, I, I'm always conflicted on whether to call her Natasha or just Black Widow in these movies. I call her Widow when she's fighting, and Natasha when she's like a human. Yeah, and she's sort of. I, I like actually really get the logic of that. that <laughs> like Tony and she's and sort of uh, right. It, it, she's very much um, playing both sides in this movie. So like it's, Brutus Beefcake and Booty Man. You know, it's again, shades of gray, bro. Um, right. And, and while she she becomes the woman with no face uh, towards the end, right, with her uh, infiltrating the infiltrators as one of the, I guess, world council, world police, mm -hmm. whatever people. And she gets over on uh, Pierce, which is a great scene for her. It is. She does. It was a great disguise reveal. Yeah, that mm -hmm. was awesome. Mm -hmm. A little bit of shield tech there, some cool, uh, I guess that's supposed to be an image inducer. Another little comics. It's another, another tie-in with the Hebners. You know, they get the referee shirt on, you get the, Good Lord. the secret face <laughs> reveal. Who paid for the plastic surgery? <laughs> I really love the mix of all of the uh, tech and all of the practical effects. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. there's lots of explosions that look real. Um, because I hate a fake, fake explosion. Fake, yeah, um, they do a lot of car flipping. Um, like a la the Dark Knight. <laughs> like a full flip on that, on the Fury mm -hmm. one. And um, so I, I really love that mix, mixture. It's like old school Captain America and then, you know, the the advancements of Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, you know, and in the end, too, I like that Bucky was brainwashed and not just someone, again, that turned heel out of power yeah, or, yeah. or jealousy or <laughs> looking for revenge on Cap. For like, it was a nice twist on it. It uh, wasn't just try to be, you know, we talked about, right, the heels we've had before. It's just the antithesis of the uh, superhero. This was yeah. meant to be a guy that was turned into a robot, sent to destroy the world um, with this human deep inside. 
So I, it was a nice twist versus just the usual, oh, he's just a guy that turned and he's Cap's nemesis. I agree with that too, actually. I like that. I like that too. Because that's something you could roll with for for future yeah. films instead of just the heel face, heel face thing. That, that, that could get old and a struggle to write, but the fact that, that it's uncontrollable practically is a good hook for future. I agree. Yeah, it it, it does um, give you more of a, a level of emotional investment in this character, knowing that this is something that's been done to him, mm-hmm. and that there is still some humanity, even if we don't see it until really the, the very end of this movie. Um, that's something to build off of. So I... I appreciated that too cap gets fucked up in that oh yeah oh i mean you you mentioned Mm -hmm. this earlier jenny but he gets shot a couple times like stabbed (laughs) these and then uh, his ass beat (laughs) yeah it's his ass thrown in the potomac after yes (laughs) thrown in the river Mm. it's brutal and then bucky has you know a piece of machinery on him like he gets crushed um and he gets pretty fucked up too yeah, Cap's not mm-hmm. sure whether he's alive or dead at the end of the day. So it's it's sort of like you know he's possibly lost his friend again, trying to. Uh, but it's a cool bit where where Bucky saves him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it does speak to maybe it did get through a little bit when he was trying to talk some sense into him, and then he yeah. vanishes into the woods. Uh, Got it so back, I, only to lose him again. Yeah, just like Forrest Gump and Jenny. Uh, I thought that was a really good. Um, way to wrap things up because it, it it was a good finish it wraps the story but it also leaves the teaser next time like is this it is bucky just gonna vanish you know into the woods or does he come back and we're gonna see more from the story so i thought that was really well done this is one of the more um uh confusing mid-credit scenes i guess as well so i well i guess when we wrap oh, up right okay. so fury goes to europe to find more remaining incels and Sam and Steve say they're going to go find the Winter Soldier. So then we kind of leave with everyone going on a mission. Um, but in the mid-credits scene, we go to a Hydra lab, uh, talk about miracles and scientists um, are examining a scepter, which I guess was that supposed to be Loki? I don't remember. I don't, I don't yeah. Know, it's Loki, a Loki yep. scepter. Yep. And um, they're testing superhuman speed and t- telekinetic powers. But it wasn't like that clear. Like I didn't fully grasp. And that, and it all plays it was out very too. fast. That the yeah. way the way they presented that information. Like, did you know who those people were in this scene? Like at the time, I did, but I can't imagine it was at all. I mean, it's not like they had anything to do with this movie. So, mm-hmm. I mean, unless you really knew the characters, I can't imagine that would have registered for for anyone. Well, that's sort of what they do with those end credit scenes anyway, is tease characters coming up. And then you get Bucky visiting the memorial. That kind of wraps it up. Um, So I guess we'll do the awards in a second, but I I thought this was great. I mean, it's, you know, you you called it a political thriller. You called it a superhero movie. I, I, again, thought it was a war movie. I mean, that's um, a next-gen war movie, and that's what it speaks to me with with the way they fight. And um, it's a new slant on it. you know, baked in espionage or whatever, but at the end of the day, it felt very much like Cap is a war guy and his movies speak as war movies to me. I loved his costume at the beginning of this. That, yeah. that uh, mm-hmm. from agree. the 2010's Captain America Super Soldier series, that translated really well uh, to a movie. And, I mean, I get why we didn't see it throughout the entire film, 
you know, it goes back to the original, which I also, I mean, I like that better than his Avengers outfit. So Avengers, the movie outfit. Uh So, um, really good look for him throughout this entire film. I, I think they really nailed it in the costume department. Just something else we hadn't mentioned that I'd wanted to give props to. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Any other things that you want to mention and give props to anybody? I will um, tell on myself, this is going to make me sound really stupid, Um, but that's okay. We'll do a cell phone here. I, in the back of my mind, was sort of waiting for, speaking of plastic surgery, um, like for Pierce to be revealed as like the Red Skull or something. Oh, (laughs) No, oh, he's not like, I didn't oh, think, he put his resume in right now. He's... Like I was like, I don't think they're gonna do that, but if they did, that would be like a very red skull mm-hmm. thing to do. But yeah, it's like <laughs> But it would have it would have been totally stupid, right? I mean they didn't set that up all guarding this stone is perfect. Oh. <laughs> Um, like I think this could be the job um, we're not there yet just waiting Mm. just waiting for the call (laughs) it's got great benefits (sighs) it's a little bit of creativity he does have that maybe he does have that job by this point he's had it he's had it for um, you know almost a century I guess Um, but yeah I, I thought they might they might do that, but I'm sort of glad they didn't. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it just makes for a much tighter, better written film to have the restraint not to go that far. You know what I mean? Like, just have have him be this corrupt um, higher up in this shield hierarchy who, you know is not all he appears to be, but he doesn't have to be an out-and-out supervillain. Right. Mm. I agree. All right. Are we ready for our awards? If you can remember them. Do we have them? I'm going to try to remember them. Uh, Favorite character that's not the main hero? I'm going with uh, Sharon. Carter. I liked her. She was nondescript, under the radar, and then kind of stood up and, you know, took notice and took control, and she's very confident. I like that. She was a good compliment to Colby Smolders. I'll go with uh, Bucky, mainly for the fight scenes. I'm going to go Black Widow. Yeah, she was great, too, on this one. Well, turned. She was. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to have to go Black Widow as well. Um, favorite scene? Tim. The street fight. Okay, Sorry. the fight. No, that's good. Yeah, last I guess thirty minutes. <laughs> we already talked about it. Uh, yeah, I mean that last thirty minutes is really strong. But I mean, my, my favorite fight scene is probably the elevator mm-hmm. fight. But I, I'll go with um, just the whole climax that that last thirty minutes where they're yeah, to tearing up the base. the Triskelion. The Triskelion, those fucking I guess fighter yeah. things, amazing, huge. Um. Least favorite character? Winter Soldier. Mm. Pierce. Mm. Uh, Pierce is great. Uh, 
Yeah. I don't. I didn't really have. I don't he's know. Right. And I'm not saying he's terrible. It's just uh, he was the weak link for me in this movie. I'm gonna say Sam's goggles. <laughs> nah, doesn't count. He had no lines. He was he? He was not Union. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, Peggy Carter. <laughs> Peggy, because she was old and decrepit. Oh, how dare you! It's elder That's brutal. That's beer brutal. Sorry. I've been entirely too serious on this show. <laughs> too um, nice. Yeah. Wait, am I missing any? Mm, do we have... Um... I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're there. Yep. All right. Um, final um, overall grade. I fucking love this movie um i think it is one of the most amazing jumps from like in a uh like the first part to a sequel because i did not like the first one that much and then this one i just adore and i've seen it like probably 15 times and it's it i I mean i was blown away by it and I, i don't give cap enough credit because his two of his movies are two of my favorite movies in the MCU. So uh, I went 9.5 on this bad boy. Mm. Wow. I, God, I struggle with this one because Cap's my boy <laughs> and I do love this movie. I've maintained I'm, I've never been as high on this movie as other people. So, where I come down is a 9, which is still a high rating, Mm -hmm. but I'm wondering if it makes me the low man on this one. Because this has it just a notch below the first Iron Man, Mm -hmm. and just a notch above the first Cap for me, which sounds like kind of a wonky rating, but I'm standing by it. Because I really, it, I mean, I I love this movie, but I've never been as high on it as most people, I don't think. All right. Justin, what about you? So, my previous high was a nine for Avengers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my new previous high is a perfect score of a 10 out of 10. Ooh. The Winter Soldier. Oh, uh, wow. Give it a I loved it. I thought it was excellent. Uh the only slight nitpick was Sam having the jetpack, but that's not going to deter me. You didn't deduct. Yeah, I deducted points for that. Uh, I did not. Um, and a few other things. I, I felt like we, as good as a job we did on this podcast, I feel like we gravely undersold this movie um, as well. Like, uh, it was excellent. Every scene was well done. Um, it ties things together, like I mentioned, not just Cap story. Introduces Bucky, ties together... Hydra into all this. It ties together them at the shield. It'll eventually become the downfall of shield, right? Uh, it'll eventually uh, become issues uh, rife through the Avengers with when mm-hmm. we find out that the Starks were killed um, by Hydra and eventually where that all comes into play. Like there's so many little nuggets baked in here. Mm-hmm. And I gave this a 10 before I even knew where some of that stuff was headed. The fact that we later realized how much in here, uh, did lead to other big things, really helped buoy the grade even more for me. I thought the fight scenes were awesome. I talked about the tie-in between Cap and Daredevil, 
which I thought were great, the way he um, does the hand-to-hand and more realistic fight scenes. And I liked the lack of the love story, mm. and it was more about him and his best friend and trying to put that back together. You know, they, they do the little teases with Tasha, but not really. Mm-hmm. And I was glad we had something different. And it was really about him trying to recapture and a piece of his youth, whether it's through Peggy. Like, that's kind of Cap's deal, right? He's trying to... He's lost his time out, and he's trying to get it back in whatever way he can and, and merge it with his future. Mm-hmm. So Bucky's another piece of that that he thought was taken, taken from him that hasn't been. It still exists. He's just going to figure out how to break the code. So I thought it was a great, like I said, next-generation war movie and a wonderful piece of the MCU longer story, which Cavs movies tend to be now. Yes. It's a standalone. They, yeah, I mean, this this movie has an incredible burden to carry, I think, and that it does so as effectively as it managed manages to do is, is, I mean, incredibly impressive, you know, for a captain America movie. I don't know that many people went in expecting this. Scott, what about you? Um, I think that coming off arguably the worst movie of of the uh, <laughs> series thus far anything was going to be better um having said that this is more than just better than that this movie is practically perfect for me the casting is almost great everybody that they put in spots i'm just not crazy about robert redford in that spot that's just me though um the action scenes are amazing that that last 30 minutes like we were saying is just utterly perfect the camera angles the fighting the the scope of the sets, these big fucking, you know, um, uh, hella carriers, just, it, it was perfectly done. Um, just a little bit slow in the middle part when they're going to Jersey and it, it drags just a scoosh. But, uh, again, for a, a story that was layered to be laid out very well uh, to where you're not confused and you're kind of getting it. Um, I love Sam. He's awesome, and I love I do love that byplay with him and 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 Steve. I agree with I agree with uh, Jr. that that not having a bona fide girlfriend because the girlfriend kind of fucked the last movie uh, we did the last movie right before this. We we don't deal with that nonsense here. We don't have time for it. We got we there's get too much shit going on. Instead. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of boyfriends, but subtle and not forced. And part of the story rather than a side piece thing, although maybe they are side right. pieces. But anyway, um, 9.75. Okay. Just a hair below perfect. Tim, you wow. are the low person on this one. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Stunning, there, but, Tim. Stunning. Well, I mean, it's saying something when our lowest grade really on You hear that is. much where the fucking wings came from. You had to. You well, had the, to the, the wings, score. I did think it dragged in the middle. And I thought the ending with the, like, they have to switch out the chips in the helicarrier and reset is like kind of felt a little video gamey it was just i don't know it it's 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 just just, a mission to accomplish so you know you know you have to get this done yeah well in the way like it split up the three of them and they have three helicarriers it's just i don't know something about that just didn't sit it's all too convenient for you is that right tim it is well that yeah um sort of mm. 
But at the end of the day, our lowest grade on a movie is a nine. Right. That's pretty. <laughs> that's saying. Mm-hmm. So look at the spread in our grades yeah, between the last crazy. I know between Thor, the Dark World, and this. It's just wow. Tim, Tim, you went up uh, two and two point seven five. Jenny went up four and a half. <laughs> Justin went up three, and I went up five point five point seven five. Like I said, you know, anything could have, anything was going to be better, but they decided to just make a practically perfect movie. Mm-hmm. So overall, the scores, um, I'm still leading the way. The highest overall average at 7.9. Mm-hmm. Tim, you're at 7.6, second highest. Scott at 7 and a quarter. Uh, Jenny at 7. Uh, uh, guys, our next movie will be our 10th, so we're getting there. Yeah, mm-hmm. not bad. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that one. You guys think Nick Fury masturbates? <laughs> Only on the right side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. It's kind of, yeah, on your, yeah. On your right. <laughs> on your right. <laughs> to the left, to the left. I don't even know which one. Okay, anyway. All right. Um, are we going to do our whole rankings that we have so far? <laughs> uh, from one to ten, <laughs> Captain America Winter Soldier. Iron Man 3, Avengers, Iron Man, Thor, Iron Man 2, Captain America, Thor the Dark World, and Incredible Hulk. Tim. Okay, Tim. Okay. So, I have, as my best, the Avengers at a 10, Iron Man at 9.25, Captain America the Winter Soldier at a 9. Captain America, the first Avenger, at 8.75. See, my biases are showing. Uh, Thor, at 7.75. Iron Man 2, at a 7. Iron Man 3, at a 6.5. Thor, the doo ship planet, at 6.25. And the Incredible Hulk, at a 4, sitting at the bottom. All right, because I'm a normal human, I'm going to go from worst to best. Uh, the worst. Incredible Hulk, at a 4. And then Thor, Dark World at 7. Captain America, First Avenger at 775. Iron Man at an 8. Thor at an 8. But I believe I had Iron Man technically higher, so we'll flip those. Okay. Uh, so my top four would be Iron Man 2 at 8.5. Iron Man 3 at 8 and 3 quarters. Avengers at 9. And Winter Soldier at 10 is my number one movie so far. Scott. All right. Uh, from the top... Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier at nine and three quarters. Then Iron Man Uno, eight and a quarter. Iron Man Two at an eight. Captain America First Avenger at seven and three quarters. Avengers seven and a half. Thor seven and a half. Iron Man three seven. Incredible Hulk five and a half. And Thor the Big Turd at four. Hmm. Interesting. Alright, so what's up next? Are we finally doing Guardians? We get we Guardians are. of the Galaxy. Oh, <laughs> Guardians. That Love will it. be fun. Yes. Yeah, summer, both of these in 2014. A big kind of good year for these movies. Sweet. All right. Um, is there anything that you want to plug, uh, Scott? Oh, you've got a lot of great shows. on, uh, of course, the uh, Place to Be Wrestling Network. Check it all out. You're all on them. Uh, we are all on them. It's great. Follow me on Twitter at PTB Podfather, and uh, yeah, that's all I got. Timothy. 
Uh, Jenny, you and I on our show, Talking Pop, I believe our most recent episode, we were talking to Calvin Crowell, our he good was. friend. And that was what a roller coaster a doozy <laughs> conversation. Um, he said nothing was off limits, uh, which is a question we ask all of our guests that we interview on Talking Pop when we have a guest. Most of them will say something is off limits. He did not. Um, so we went there, and uh, I, I am so glad we did. Uh, so look for that on the Jane position. Uh, beyond that, on Place B Nation Wrestling, a separate podcast feed, Jenny, you and I have a show called Talkin' WCW. That is with Greg Phillips. Most recent episode of that is going to be talking about Goldberg. Goldberg. Three Goldberg matches that we have each chosen and will be talking about. Uh, we have PTV NXT, you and I, with Jacob Williams. And we are still, speaking of the year 2014, the network era of WWE NXT. So going to be looking at some episodes of television uh, on our most recent PTV NXT. I guess we're in the month of March 2014 now. Uh-huh. So just trucking along there in the chronology. What about on the Twitter machine? On Twitter, find me at Psyche68CYKE68 if you are so inclined. Justin. Just go to your podcatcher app, Apple Podcasts or whatever. Type North South Connection and subscribe and leave feedback. Twitter at JT the Pod Guy. Productive comments only. I'm Jenny at Jenny Position on Twitter and Facebook page. Um, there should be an episode of Freak Out Drive-In where Nate Milton and I watch Phoenix the Warrior. A hilarious episode. Um, and there should be an episode of You Heard About Pluto with um, some special guests as well. So check all those out and thank you for listening and for joining us in the journey through infinity. Do you guys think that the Black Widow masturbates? Mm, hope yes. So. <laughs> to Steve. Emphatically. <laughs> <laughs> to Steve, but not Tony. But not Tony. Not at all. She secretly does it, Tony. Mm, maybe secretly. And then feels Maybe disgusting not. afterwards. <laughs> exactly. Shame. She personally dislikes That's awful. Him. What an awful take. Uh, I, I, you know, I just, that's the impression I got.
Nazis and Nazis and Nazis I digress from nations I dig my directions When people think that's okay They don't bother me I'm ready to make it Don't care what the weather Don't care about no trouble Got myself together I feel a kind of protection That's all around me I come upon things I've been for real, baby With a trouble man Check it, trouble, trouble.